My name is Ali, I'm a doctor and YouTuber. I'm Taymor, I'm a data scientist and writer. And you're listening to Not Overthinking, the weekly podcast where we think about happiness, creativity and the human condition. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another episode of Not Overthinking. Taymor, how are you doing today? I've had a, I've had a pretty mental week, mate. I have finally, at long last, got COVID. This week, I had COVID for the first time ever. My goodness. Congratulations. Which has been quite a journey. Yeah, I was like fully ill for basically a whole week. It kind of really hit me Monday evening. It's, like, it's now Sunday evening that we're recording this. And like Monday morning, I woke up. We, had, we actually had like a new guy join the company. We had some Wi-Fi issues at the office. Everyone came to my flat. To like, you know, we had like five people working in the flat. We had, went out to lunch and I was just progressively feeling like more and more grim. Hmm. And then I had to do a company all hands where I was feeling like pretty grim. And then that evening I just completely died. I just like started feeling like really cold. I was just, yeah, I was just feeling like so cold and I like, yeah, I can't really explain it, but I think, yeah, for, for me, like the biggest symptoms were just feeling like unbelievably cold and just like, um, yeah, so that, that was like really rough. And then, you know, usual stuff like fever and uh, sinuses issues and sore throat and fatigue and this kind of stuff. Um, but I'll tell you the worst thing. The worst thing is when I'm like ill, this has happened. Okay, so this happened when I had food. I had food poisoning a couple of weeks ago with like quite bad food poisoning, which I'd, I'd also never had that before where I've like, thro- like thrown up, like woken up in the middle of the night to throw up kind of food poisoning. Literally basically never had that in my life before. And I feel like when I'm in these like feverish ill states, hmm. then like, I, yeah, I, I've, I'm surprised that like there's clearly, my brain function is clearly altered. And I hmm. found that really surprising. And like the what, one of the big things for me, and this is like, it's like a really dumb thing. But I think I generally have an issue of always having some kind of like song in my head. Like there's always something playing in my head, which I end up like whistling or humming or whatever, but I I just like can't turn off the like head, the head jukebox basically. Um, But when I, when, when I'm like feverish and when I'm like ill, it's even worse. And both times on the food poisoning and this time round, I had like, I had like the main song from Hamilton stuck in my head (laughs) and I don't know. I know. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. And I don't know all the words to it. I know, I know some of the words and I know the tune and stuff. I don't know all the words. And so if it, in my head, if I'm like playing through a line and I think, no, that's not it, I'll keep like trying to get it right. And I just like can't turn it off. So I'll be in bed, like trying to sleep. And I've just got this like Hamilton thing just running in my head and my, I just can't like get rid of it, you know? Oh, Mate, terrible. Do you want to give us a little rendition of what you know of the Hamilton tune? <laughs> Which one? What's the one? How does a bastard orphan son of a whore and a Scotsman dropped in the middle of a forgotten spot in the Caribbean, like Providence impoverished and squalor grow up to be a hero and a scholar, a $10 founding father without a father got a lot smarter by working a lot harder by, by being a lot stronger by being a self-starter. By 15, they put him in charge of a training charter. Then hurricanes came and oh, some... Like, I, what's the next one? And every day when slaves 
No, and every day when everyone saves were being slaughtered, carted away, but da da da, let his gods take God down, something longing for something to be a part of big steel borrow or barter. I don't yep. know. Yeah. And hey, then the hurricane. <laughs> <Wait>. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I don't think people want to listen to this. <laughs> I think they do. People love it when you sing on the podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah. So that's been my week, but I'm, I'm feeling bad today. Today was the first day where I was like actually feeling like, okay, life would be worth living if every day I was feeling in this like health state. Mm. But like even yesterday, yesterday evening, we almost did a pod, but I was feeling quite nauseous and stuff. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, that's my week. How are you been? Mate, one thing I've noticed. So there was there was one time, I think I think it was when I had COVID like a year ago or a year and a half ago. And it was a profoundly low motivation state. Mm. And I remember thinking, like, hmm. I it's not that I feel physically bad. I only felt slightly physically bad. I know I, I have the capacity to go on the computer and hustle. Mm. I just don't want to do it. I just just want just want to like lie in bed and I don't know watch watch random yeah, YouTube yeah. videos. And there was like, I was thinking, hmm, have I are my dopamine levels like depleted or something like that? Because like, like why don't I want to like get up and go for it? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. hustle. Yeah, um, why why am I not into the grind right now? Yeah, exactly. And then I was kind of thinking, are some people just like this all the time? <laughs> <laughs> why are they just not into the grind? Because people say that, you know, they don't have the motivation to work or like they get home from yeah. work and then they like don't. And they know they intellectually kind of want to do a side hustle or something because they intellectually appreciate that it's good to have like loads of money or whatever. Yeah. But they just can't bring themselves to actually do it. And they end up watching Netflix instead or whatever. I'm like, well, yeah. is this just like a difference in that some people have where some people are higher dopamine than others and therefore have more of a drive to like grind? I heard it was about testosterone. I heard if you're higher T, then you're more... You just kind of have more general motivation to, to grind, basically. I thought it's all about actually testosterone. But I, okay. I, I'm just like reading the tea leaves of some various Twitter threads here. You're the, <laughs> <laughs> you're the doctor. <laughs> yeah, isn't it a testosterone yeah. thing? Yeah, I mean, testosterone is part of it. But dopamine really is like the motivation molecule. Mm. That makes you, makes you get after things. Yeah, I was wondering about this as well because... I definitely, I didn't do like, I didn't do much. Like I canceled most of my calls during the week. I tried to do like a few bits and bobs, non like more relaxed, non-core work. Um, but I definitely didn't get too much done. And I was thinking, okay, like, you know, some of the stuff I did was I, I watched a bunch of TV and I like read some, read parts of some various books and I played some piano and just like laid around on my phone or a laptop or something. And I was thinking like, yeah, look, if I'm lying around on my laptop, I could be doing work stuff. <laughs> could be grinding. <laughs> I could be like, well, I could be grinding, but I also, I feel, I feel really ill and I don't really feel up to it. Hmm. But then I, I, yeah, I just wasn't sure like, okay, to what, to, you know, am I just being, am I just being a pussy, <laughs> right? Like <laughs> to, what, to what extent am I just being lazy? Like whether I'm saying on the laptop, reading some, you know, reading tweets or reading a Kindle versus sitting on a laptop, reading Notion docs and responding to slacks and, you know, writing Notion docs, right? Like mentally, I guess it, it does take more mental focus or something, hmm. but like, what does me being ill actually have to do with it? Hmm. And, you know, the thing, the thing that everyone's, everyone says, oh, you know, when you're ill, you should get some rest or something. And it's like, 
what makes me reading what makes reading work notion docs less restful than reading a kindle i don't know like how how would my you know everyone's like oh you know, get some rest you know don't do work get some rest to so you recover more quickly and i don't really understand how reading my kindle which is what i did for parts of this period is somehow more restful according to my body and his recovery of covid than me like reading notion docs and responding to the slack messages and 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 stuff like this and lucia was saying lucia was saying look you basically just don't want the 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 rest thing it's about not wanting your cortisol levels to spike from and that happens from like stress like if you've got a call that you're not looking forward to or that you you know if you've got something looming overhead that like you know you're needing to think about whatever like the 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 non-restful thing is about like mental you know some kind of mental stress and so like there there are definitely types of work you could still do but there are types of work that it's better not to do to lower the stress or something but yeah, I, I i was honestly feeling quite conflicted i was like hmm, maybe i'm just looking for an excuse to just like doss around for like today or something like i, I probably could work if i really powered through anyway what do you mm. think yeah, I know what you mean. I, I had almost the same thought process 18 months ago when I had COVID. Great minds. Like, Great minds. <laughs> what gives me the motivation to like lie here reading on my Kindle, but yeah. not to lie here yeah. and bust out the iPad? <laughs> yeah. And like, what gives me the motivation to read something that is somewhat mentally taxing, but it's not in the category of work? Yeah, like, exactly. Motivation exactly. to read something that's equally mentally taxing or even less, but is in the category of work. Yeah. And I was thinking when I had COVID like that time, I was like, man, if every day was like this, life would actually not be worth living. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I was like, whoa, it's mental. <laughs> How like, you know, the, the, the healthy man has 99 dreams, but the unhealthy man has only one or whatever. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. So you're good now? I'm good now. Yeah. Right. Back to the grind tomorrow. Fantastic. We're doing a bit of grinding today. Hmm. Yeah. What kind of grinding? Um, about just like some work items, did a little bit of DIY, doing a little bit of DIY is really fun. As long as it's only a little bit, I like hung up some hooks, ordered some hooks off of Amazon. We already had screws in the wall, hung those up, um, and hung up some frames. You can probably see it in the, in my, in my webcam. If I just pan across a little bit, got oh yeah, little, got a Pikachu and an Eevee. And I basically hung those from some string and some fixture thing. Um, but yeah, it's fun to just like to have a little little home DIY thing. Yeah, hmm. little task. Listen to some podcast while doing it. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks for getting on the pod, despite feeling like you're not on the grind. Yeah. What have you been? What have you been up to this weekend? This week. What have I been up to? Um, I have mostly been in St. Albans in nice. the cold and freezing cold of the UK UK winter. And mostly just sitting on this desk setup. I, I set up the studio and everything in, in your old old bedroom. And yeah. put all my stuff out. I, I ordered some plastic boxes off, off of Amazon. Plastic boxes. Storage oh, containers yeah. are incredible. Fantastic inventions. Um, and I've stacked them. I don't think you've seen this room in a while, but like stacked them behind like the monitor. So the monitor oh, yeah. is here. Oh yeah, I think I saw what you did with it like last week. I was there on like yeah. Wednesday or something. Yeah. 
And so then just sort of sitting on this, I got, I got a few accessories for the desk because I was like, you know what, this is going to be my home for the next month. So I should like actually yeah, yeah. <laughs> turn it into an environment that I, that's actually pleasant. I cleared yeah. out your drawers and put all of them into a plastic box. So if you oh, ever, nice. I, I don't think you're ever going to want any of that stuff. Really? But Mimi didn't want me to chuck it in the bin, naturally. So nice. I just thought I'd put it in a box and you can peruse the box uh, at your at your choosing if you would like. Very good. Yeah, it's been, it's been on the grind, man. What have I been doing? What are you grinding on? Um, I am grinding on various things. I also had lunch and brunch with various friends, caught up with Molly, had dinner with Chris, the whole shebang. Um, sure. Come on in. Come in. Oh, never mind. I've been trying to figure out what I should grind on next. Um, really? Oh, yeah, yeah, because now that the book is out. Oh, yeah, well, can we get an update on the book stuff? So book was book came out... I think the, the last episode we did, the book hadn't come out yet. When was the last episode we did? It would have been like the 26th of December or something. Because that was the day the book came out. Was it the day? Oh. Yeah. Let's see. Because quite a like, tame was new startup. Where, where was I? I'm sort of doing this based on where I was. Oh, that was when I was in Australia. Yeah, yeah. I think okay. it, was, it was before the book came out, mate. It was yeah, like the maybe. 26th and then you came back. Yeah, no, it was it was before the book came out. It was, I, I published it on the 25th. So maybe it was Christmas Day or Christmas Eve or something like that. Yeah, something like this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, why don't, so there's been a couple of updates. The book's come out. You made it onto the New York Times bestseller list. Yeah. It all happened. Um, you were on Good Morning America. Yeah. You were on Good Day, Good Day Australia. Yeah. <laughs> 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 no, what's, what, what's, What's the Australia one called? <laughs> the Today Show, but Today Show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very proud of you for that one. <laughs> oh. How did how did that come about? So you said Good Morning America, <laughs> and then you must have had a like a dopamine hit of like oh. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, so you've been on some shows. You made a bestseller list. Yeah, what are your what are your sort of key reflections since having the book come out? Yeah, um, so it came out maybe like th oh, almost exactly three weeks ago now because we're recording this on the fourteenth of January. Um, key reflections. I wrote a newsletter about this, which you may, may oh. have read. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, of course, I've read it, but for the sake of the listeners, Ali, come on. <laughs> of course. Um, yeah. So, book came out on the twenty sixth. Uh, I was in Australia then because for the Today Show in Australia and then I flew back to London and then I came out in the UK on the 28th and we had a little book launch party here at home in St. Albans where Mimi invited some friends and family over. That was very mm, nice. Yeah, that was a great party. Then I went to New York on New Year's Eve on the 31st of December, stayed there for five, five days and that was when I did Good Morning America, hung out with a couple of other friends, did some podcasts, went to Barnes and Nobles, um, no, went to this other bookstore, what was it called? I can't remember what it's called, uh, to do some book signings. Yeah. where they have like stock and I just sort of like signed my name in like and wrote a little message in yeah. like the random random copies that they had available. Nice. We, were, we were trying to do that in the bar local Barnes & Noble as well but the book had sold out in the local Barnes & really? Noble in New York right. uh, which was very nice. So didn't need to go there and sign some books because there weren't any to sign. So hopefully Barnes & Noble will, will be placing a new order. Um, then I came back to London and I've been here ever since and like on the 3rd of January or something when I was in New York I uh, got a call from my US editor being like, hey, can you hop on this Google Hangout? 
and okay. that was when I was like, oh my, oh my goodness, it's a, it's, it's a Google Hangout. That means there's more than one person on this call. That means it might be good news. Ah, really? And then, Normally when yeah, people get a, get a last minute Google handout, hangout, I mean, after the whole Sam Altman thing, I think no one wants a last minute Google hangout invitation. Yeah. Yeah. I think in this, in the book publishing world, a last minute Google hangout, if, if you're the uh, author, it's like, uh, okay. <laughs> um, yeah. And then like my agent was on the call and a few of the marketing people and publicity people from the US publisher and the editor. And they were all like, oh, so the news just came in. Guess what? Congratulations. You're officially a New York Times bestselling author. And I was like, nice. So how did that feel? How did that feel? It felt like a wave of relief. Mm. It was like, um, it felt, it was, it was like when I got a first in third year. So for context, um, in my first year of uni, I, I got a two one, which is like for people who are not in the UK university system. It's like, like a 3.0 like, GPA, like a B grade. Yeah. For example. And then in my second year, I was like, okay, I'm going to work really hard this year. And I'm going to, that's when I learned all the effective study techniques and all that jazz. And I was like, okay, I'm going to try and go for an A grade. I'm going to try and go for a first. And then when I found out I'd, I'd gotten the first class degree, that was like euphoric. I was like, yeah, oh my God. Yeah. Because it was like yeah. this new thing that I'd never done before that I didn't yeah. think I could get, but I, I knew maybe a small chance. Yep. Then in my third year, that was when I was like, okay, I'm really going to go for rank one here. Like try and try and top the year group because this is my best, best and only chance. Yeah. And so I did a ton of work for that. And when I found out that I'd gotten the first class degree, I, I didn't know about the rankings, but I, but I'd known I got, I got the first, that was like a wave of relief. It was yeah. like the relief of, I have done an absolute enormous amount of work for this and I'm glad yeah. it has not been squandered. <laughs> yeah. So the New York Times bestseller list was like that kind of relief. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. We have, we have been grinding at this for a very long time and I'm so yeah. glad that work has not been squandered. Yeah. So it was nice. Yeah, <laughs> I guess it felt like I a, guess a weight like, off my shoulders. It's kind of like you're you're already like in the big leagues on YouTube and stuff like this. So it's not, it's not like you're, yeah. I guess the I guess the kind of you've already like kind of made it big on some level, mm. and now it's about like oh okay, people are there are going to be there's kind of the expectation that I can keep this up, you know, that like yeah. when I when my book comes out, like of course it should be like a bestseller or something. And when I do the next thing, like, of course, people are going to expect that, like, Ali Abdul's next thing is successful or whatever, right? Um, yeah, I guess. Is that is that kind of what you're getting at? Um, no, I think it was less about what other people would expect and more about, like, like, if it was something, I don't know, if I was, if I released an album of songs and I got, like, a BAFTA? No, it's not BAFTA. What is it? Grammy. <laughs> Grammy, go go to Grammy. Grammy for that. That would be like completely beyond the realm of possibility. Okay, so sure. sure. Would feel, yeah. yeah, yeah. But because you knew like, it was, you knew yeah. it was within reach if you work your ass off. Exactly. Yeah. I, knew, <laughs> I knew I just had to work my ass off for it for it to, yeah. for it to happen. Um, yeah, like if we if we released a new course and we were like, okay, we know if we work our ass off, we can do a million in revenue, and we do a million yeah. in revenue, it would feel relieving. But if yeah. you had 10 million in revenue, it would, be, it would feel like phenomenal yeah, because yeah, yeah. Like, we didn't yeah. even think that was possible. Yeah. So it's that kind of feeling. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of nice. The nice thing now is that I don't need to think too hard about the book. There's still a few promo-y things to do in January. I'm giving a talk in London tomorrow. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. 15th, 15th of January, which people can join if depending on when you see this. Um, doing a few more podcasts, doing a couple a talk at LSE, a talk at Cambridge. Um, and then... Like I haven't really thought about the book very much since the New York Times announcement, 
because yeah. it's now like fully out there in the world and it will live and die based on just how good it is and whether people actually recommend it to each other on by word of mouth hmm. so i've sort of like <laughs> i feel like i want to sort of tie the ribbon on that aspect on that sort of segment of my life and move on to yeah the next exciting thing rather than worry so much about or worry too much about what's happening with the book okay so how yeah how do you how do you think about like the next the next frontier hmm because like yeah. you've got the YouTube thing that's going to keep going. You've got the book thing. Presumably, you could do more books if you want. You've got the pod. The, the pod, you've got this podcast first and foremost, and then you've got <laughs> deep dive with Ali Abdul. <laughs> you know, like yeah. Presumably, you have a decent amount of freedom as to what kind of projects you want to work on professionally. Yeah. So, like, how do you how do you choose from like absolutely anything? Does it feel like absolutely anything, or do you feel like, well, I'm the productivity guy. I got to do something productivity adjacent, or productivity directly productivity related. Like, if I have some random other interests, I can't. I can't just do that. You know, like absolutely. Um, it's that. It's not that I can't just do that, but it's that. Like, I know. I know that if I want to make more money, then it, it it should really be in the productivity niche. Okay. Um, and really, the goal now of the business, like you know, on the on the work front, is how do we get the business's success to be decorrelated from my own personal making yeah. YouTube videos? Yeah. Um, because for the last several years, for the last seven years, I've been on the, on the hamster, on the grind of, of making YouTube videos. And we've yeah. basically been living at the businesses. The business lives and dies based on how well yeah. the YouTube channel is doing. Right. Um, but now we're kind of getting into territory where I no longer want that to be the case. Yeah, you know, I yeah. want the business to continue to thrive, even if I reduce the number of videos I made, or even if I decided to go rogue and make videos about spirituality or something, or something outside of productivity. Yeah. So the next thing we're working on is like trying to build, trying to trying to create some sort of recurring revenue subscription type thing, where we can get people results in productivity, and also in YouTubing, which we've already got. Yeah. Uh, but just without me having to be involved, if I don't want to be involved. Okay, so what does that look like? Like an online community? Yeah, so that is something that we're calling Productivity Club. Okay. Um, yeah. So what is it like? What happens? Oh, you do not want to reveal it. Oh, I mean, I'm I'm, I'm very happy to. I don't I don't really know just yet. Uh, I I like the idea of. Okay, basically, <laughs> here's my pitch. <laughs> Imagine Hustlers University, <laughs> <laughs> I but for product no. It sounded a lot. Like you were like, hmm. <laughs> I want a recurring revenue thing around productivity. I'm thinking, hmm. <laughs> teach people how to hustle online. <laughs> Sounds like Hustlers University. Okay. Here's the thing, right? Here's the thing. So you pitched your startup idea last time around. Oh, how was your calendar app integration Chrome extension, by the way? Oh, yeah, yeah. So we, yeah, so we kind of, uh, we've been testing it internally at Causal. Um, I, I, <laughs> so basically, it, it all works now. We had some reliability issues. Um, on the Chrome extension piece, email stuff is all working. Or everything, yeah, everything is basically working well now. We're like eleven releases deep now of like fixing various things that come up when people are using it, and so pro pro probably we're ready to like. I think yeah, I think coming week we'll like properly test it with a few organizations like Causal, Lucia's organization. Um, actually, on that note, um, Leap Lucia's organization is hiring uh, program managers at the moment, but specifically in uh, Indonesia, India, Latin America, and French-speaking Africa. So if you happen to be a listener in any of these countries, India, Latin America, Indonesia, French-speaking Africa, and you're interested in working 
to end childhood lead poisoning. Surprisingly big problem affects one in three people globally. Um, and you know, you're interested in working on this. Uh, it's a really cool role, lots of variety, et cetera, et cetera. Obviously I'm a bit biased, but genuinely great work. Um, yeah, if you're interested in that kind of thing, check out the website, leadelimination.org. And uh, nice. yeah, send it, send it in one's way. So yeah, we're, we're, te we're testing it with causal, we'll test it with Leap, uh, a few other friends who run companies. I don't know how, I don't know if your, your company's like doing meetings and stuff yet or if. Yeah, we are. Oh, we great. Yeah. So we can yeah. test it with you and then probably week after coming week we'll, we'll um, launch it or something. Yeah. So that's how that's going. Yeah. So productivity club. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's like, okay. So you know, the value of there's like three levels of the gym, right? There's level one, which is you go to the gym on your own and you grind on your own. Yeah. Level two, which is you go to exercise classes and there's level three, yeah. you get a personal trainer. Yes. So I'm imagining productivity club as being level two for productivity. So it's like exercise classes slash CrossFit for productivity. Okay. Um, and what is that? Um, sorry, go. On. Like, what do you do? Like when you when you go to an exercise class, the class is the thing itself. Mm. But with product with productivity club, mm. the time you're spending at the club, like learning productivity. It's actually not, you know, that's meant to serve the rest of your time. So like, ah, it's the time thing. that you're not at the club that matters, surely. That's the thing. So in an exercise class, you don't go to an exercise class to learn how to do the exercise. You go to an exercise class to do the things. Yeah, yeah, with other people, yeah. Yeah, so that's kind of the idea. I, I, I don't want it to be about content. It's not about here, we're going to help you learn new productivity tactics and stuff. People okay. have enough content. And really, okay. the real secret to being, being productive is know what you actually want and then just do the thing. Mate, you're meant to say something about feel good, feeling good. On repeat. And and enjoy the process while, while doing it. <laughs> the book's out, who cares? <laughs> Guys, check out the book. Unbelievable. <laughs> but, yeah, that's literally it. Figure out what you want, do the thing, and enjoy the process. And then do it on, on repeat. Okay. That like that covers basically all of productivity. Would that, would that be fair to say? Yeah, sure. So there's when it comes to being more productive, there's lots of things that people should do that they are not doing. So for example, it is very useful to have some sort of vision for where you want your personal and professional life to go. Mm -hmm. Some sort of like vague sense of where you're going, a sort of destination in mind so that you can set your direction. That's very useful. Most people don't have a kind of life vision or a work vision or anything like that. Yep. It is very, very useful to then kind of bring it closer to the present and even potentially think, okay, three year, five year, 10 year time horizon. What are the sorts of things I might like to be potentially doing sort of as part yeah. of the work and life vision? It's very, very useful to do some reflection and set some goals for the year. Okay. Highly useful. Tons of evidence showing that that's the case. And obviously people who set goals are more likely to achieve them compared to people who don't set goals. Very useful to then write them down and to look at them regularly. Mm. It's very useful to do quarterly planning, like to think, what do I want to do in the next 90 days? Yeah, yeah, that will get me closer to my goals. Yep. And very few people do quarterly planning. You know, companies and stuff do, but like individuals don't really for their lives. And actually, a lot of small businesses also fail to do quarterly planning because yeah, they're yeah. just like kind of chasing chasing their tail. <clears throat> Beyond that, it's very very useful to do a weekly review where every week you sit down and you review how your progress this week has been and how you're tracking towards your goals and yeah. any challenges, any wins, any you know that kind of stuff, yeah. and then plan your next week and time block the four gym sessions you want to do next week and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Similarly, it's very useful to spend the first five, 10 minutes of every day looking at your calendar and thinking, what do I, what is the, what do I actually want to do today? Like, what's the high value, high leverage yeah, stuff that's yeah. going to get me 
get me closer to where I want to be. And then it's also very, very useful to sit down and actually focus on that thing, on the most important thing for like an hour or two or three without being distracted. All of these things are things that the most that are things that people who are productive do, but people who are less productive do not do. They maybe know they should do them, but very few people actually consistently execute on all of these things. And so the point of Productivity Club is that it's an annual slash quarterly membership that will give you daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly facilitated sessions like an exercise class where instead of you having to do your weekly review on your own, you rock up to the eight different time zones that we have a weekly review available every Friday and Sunday. And you just pick one of them and you just show up and a facilitator, which may be me or someone in my team, will talk, will guide you through how to do a weekly review every month. You just rock up to one of the sessions and that will be a monthly planning session where we reflect on what happened in the month and plan set plans. Every quarter, I'll host a quarterly planning session. This will be free for everyone. Yeah. Or we'll get like, you know, a few thousand to 10,000 people on a call on a three hour long session to be like, let's reflect on the previous quarter and set goals for the next one. Yeah. Every year we'll do an annual planning session. And then yeah. along the way, we'll do like the occasional guest workshop or the occasional like a monthly yeah, yeah, yeah. where, all right, guys, this month we're reading the seven habits of highly. Yeah, 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 yeah. All that kind of stuff. And then every day we also want to have like multiple deep work sessions where it's like live zoom call music in the background, Pomodoro technique. Yeah. So that if, if you struggle to sit down and deep, fo- deep work focus without getting distracted, it's actually a lot more fun and a lot nicer to do and a lot easier to do if you're doing it in like a zoom community with people that are also doing the same thing. Yeah. That's the idea. That's kind of a vague, I'm, I'm still trying to figure out the exact details for this, but I sort of want it to be like, yeah, group exercise classes for productivity that are about doing the thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like making sure that you're going in the right direction and doing the most important stuff rather than about yeah. learning more how to manage your to-do list or anything like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How does that Mate, sound? that sounds really good. Yeah, I like it, man. Hello? Yeah. I mean, I was waiting for more. Any, any, any oh. further thoughts on that? <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'll tell you what. What I've, what I found, what I find difficult with, you know, like there's, there's various, you know, things which are like not a million miles away from this that I will have, you know, I, I think just the, the format of like paying a little bit of money to sign up to some like online event, whether that's like a weekly course for a few weeks about some topic you're interested in or whatever, or just some like hangout type thing with, you know, about some discussion thing. I, this might just be me and this might just be like completely pointless, but I find the process of like going on the website or whatever, and then like, you have to like click through a bunch of stuff. Then you get some likes, then you get some email in your inbox with some confirmation thing. Then you have to click and add that to your calendar. Like there's just so much friction in all of that. Whereas, and okay. So look, for example, like for the quarterly thing or the annual thing, maybe even like the weekly thing, that amount of friction is probably fine. Right. It's like, okay, look, once a quarter I'm doing this thing, like whatever. But what I was thinking is basically like, look, if I'm on my computer, if I wake up, I feel, I feel like, oh, just a bit like low motivation. Oh man. Like I, I see age, you know, I see we to like grind today or something. I need a little motivation boost or something like this. I don't simultaneously have the willpower to click through a bunch of crap, add some shit to my calendar, 
and then join this like daily hang where I'm being productive with in the productivity club. But if, if it was like, if it really felt native, if it felt like a, a, a online native destination. Okay. Here's the thing. These are, I think all of the like online events type stuff, it doesn't feel online native. It feels like web 1.0, which is kind of where the UX is basically dictated by marketing, uh, and like marketing funnels and mark and, and, you know, marketing attribution and, you know, marketing tools, you know, the UX is basically dictated by like what HubSpot's, <laughs> HubSpot's marketing products makes easy for people and guides people towards or whatever. And that is like a bunch of clicking through a bunch of stuff, some shitty email, you know, like stuff like this, right? If I knew, if I knew that any time, any, any day in the morning, if I, if I'm in a bit of a slump, I can type in productivity.club. There's probably a .club domain. Mate, that's the domain. <laughs> really? <laughs> okay, right. If I could type in productivity.club yep. and I see some like very simple buttons where I'm like, okay, there's a session starting. There's a session starting an hour. Okay, I'm going to just like click there, purchase a session. I'm going to I'm gonna piss off for an hour and just like, you know, sort myself out. It just gives me an hour. And then that's when I'm going to start work. Productivity club starting an hour. I've just like clicked through and joined this thing. I haven't like had to go through something. Um, yeah, I, I feel like, I feel like for me, that is what, that would be pretty cool if there's like a really native online space. It's like, yeah, just like a native online space where I can just like show up and say like, hey, yeah, like I want to do the thing starting in an hour. Hmm. I don't know how important that actually is, but that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Can you see my screen? Yeah, I can. Yeah. This is the circle thing, right? Yeah. So this is what I've been tinkering away, away with for the last like week or so. Um, the idea is that basically this is, it's, it's sort of fairly similar to what you describe. So you log into productivity.club and there's a free for all section and then there's all the member stuff. Okay. Free for all section will have like free events and like Q and A and resources and like a join button and you can join. Now, once you join the idea is, and like, I'm still trying to figure out the details because we, we haven't really tested this with real people, which is why we're going to do an alpha test and then a beta test yeah. before trying to launch this. Is that like every day it's like you, you bookmark productivity.club and it's like the first, it's your, it's your destination. The first thing in the morning, why is it your destination? Because the first thing we're going to encourage people to do is set some sort of you know, some kind of daily intention setting where it's like, just rock up to productivity club and just set your intention okay. and figure and just write down the top three things you're going to do. And then you can edit the thing at the end of the day and you can like put, I don't know, some ticks on it or something like that. Yeah. You know, that kind of idea. And maybe this is going to be in like a smaller rather than with all few hundred people or a few thousand people, depending on how many people join, this will be yeah. in a smaller group of people that you sort of get to know, like your own little accountability pod, your own house, Hogwarts house, shall we say, for example. Okay. Now, the other thing that I kind of want to happen is that, yeah, so you can go on the events and you can see what's coming up. At the moment, we just have one thing in here. Um, but I kind of want there always to be a kind of live room. Yeah, yeah. So that so what happens in Circle is that whenever something is happening live, in the bottom left corner, it will say, there is currently a focus room happening right now. Click here to join. Yeah, you can yeah. literally just join it there and then. 
And then as long as people just actually actually visit productivity.club yeah. every day or however yeah. often, it's like <laughs> this is where you do your weekly reviews, for example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And people share the weekly reviews and there's a whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I get it. I get it. I get it. You write your hey, goals, you... your vision, and blah, blah, hey, blah, blah. Mate, blah, mate, blah. mate, mate. I feel like what you're trying to create is basically Peloton for like knowledge work. You want. I don't know. Like, I don't know how Peloton works. How does Peloton work? Okay, I, on my understanding of the way Peloton works is you you spend two thousand pounds on an indoor bicycle, yeah. <laughs> and you have yeah. a monthly subscription. But what that means is that basically at any point you can like sit on your Peloton. There's there's going to be like live a bunch of live classes going on like every twenty minutes or something. Bunch of different options, different like types, you know, whatever. Yeah. And so if I'm like if I like wake up, I'm like okay, I want to do a Peloton class this morning. Go my Peloton. There's like an iPad screen. I'm like, okay, great. There's there's a class starting in five minutes. That's like intermediate difficulty. Great for me. There's a class starting in five minutes. There's advanced, whatever. whatever. I'm like, okay, great. Five, you know, I, I'll join the intermediate one in five minutes. Okay, great. Maybe like have my coffee for five minutes, and I'm on the Peloton. I do the class or whatever. I'm off the Peloton. But like, it's basically like, it's. I think that the native feel for me seems important because. I don't know, maybe, again, I, I might not be representative of people, but I find friction in all of these things to be like such a killer. Mm. And <clears throat> my understanding is basically on the Peloton thing, you sit on the bike, you turn the iPad screen on, and it kind of, it basically just shows you like, you know, this class starting in five, you know, five minutes, four minutes, 30 mm. seconds, okay, kind of almost like counting down or whatever. And you're like, oh, great. Like these, there's these things that are, they're going to happen, right? I, I think, I think the, the, the feeling of like, Hey, this thing is going to happen, and I can. I'm basically seeing a countdown of like, oh, this thing is starting, and you know, this thing, this class is starting. There's going to be. I can see. Okay, like thirty people are in this class or whatever. Twenty people are already in that class or whatever. I think the feeling. I think creating the feeling that like, hey, productivity club is happening, right? There's all these classes. This class is about to start. This class is currently going on. There's like, mm. you know, and I'm just, I'm, I'm just choosing to join one of them. Mm. I think, I think, um, I don't know any, yeah, I think Peloton does this, but I think, I think for me, this feeling of like, Hey, this thing is happening. I want to join that feels quite good. Whereas like, for example, if I go on, I don't know, just some like online thing that has a course or whatever. Mm. Then like oh, I go through their marketing funnel or whatever, and like oh, okay, I don't know it's just like a lot. It's a lot of. I don't feel like I don't. I don't feel like I'm in school about to walk into a classroom where my science class is starting in five minutes. I feel like I don't know something else. Whereas yeah. I, I whereas I would want it to feel like hey, I've showed up to school or university or whatever. There's very there's different lectures at different times in different rooms, mm. and, I, and I'm like showing up to one of those rooms. Yeah, yeah. I think I think having a native feel is kind of important. Whereas, I think what you showed, it just doesn't feel that native. Again, I don't know how important this is. Maybe it's not important. Yeah, that's the thing. I think but it, uh... it feels very like online, kind of like default online community sort of thing. Where like it's not really you know it's kind of built from a very general use case for all sorts of communities or whatever. It's not built for productivity club where you want this like Peloton like experience. I, dude, I, I think look, look into Peloton. I think basically you want to create a Peloton like experience for uh, like this productivity stuff. 
Hmm. You should check it out. Okay, do you know yeah. what I mean? Am I making any sense? I know sense? what you mean. Yeah, that's good. It's like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously, create, creating a custom app that's always on, on your computer will be will be tricky. Uh, and not, No, I mean, it doesn't even... Just, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Even if, like, if, yeah if, if we can get people to, like, I don't know, make productivity.club their, like, homepage, Chrome yeah. homepage or whatever. Yeah. And then as soon as they're on it, they see, here are, hey, welcome, write your goals here for the day, and here are the here are the classes that are going on. Yeah. Just click which ones you want to join, bang, bang, bang. Yeah. Something like something like seamless like that would be very nice. Yeah, I think the seamless kind of native feel is important because but what you've shown so far, like there's no way someone's making that their homepage. It's not native enough. Hmm. You know? Whereas if if like if the if they make it their homepage and that basically means that the first thing they do when they go on their computer, if there's some like UI where they can do their intention, like the intention seems like a daily habit that's just a no-brainer. Yeah. Where someone would be like, oh yeah, of course I installed a Chrome extension that like forces me to write out my top three goals and always shows them to me in a new tab whenever I yeah. like, of course I do that. And so if that if that's almost like the core of the native experience of like, hey, come and do the intention. Yeah. Um, and then once you've done that, there's like, you know, in one click, you can join any upcoming class or whatever, or I don't know, something like this. Yeah, that's something that we're, so con concurrently, we're also exploring like some like productivity software type ideas. And there is a Chrome extension that me and Pablo and Etal are like building. Yeah. Or in the process of like wireframing, that will be exactly that. <laughs> okay. Kind of momentum 2.0 almost. Okay, yeah. Um, new Chrome tab. It's like, it asks you for your your top three things you're working on today. It shows yeah. you your like life vision, vision and mission in front of you, and reminds you of what your goals are for the year because it's useful to see every day. Mm. You know that kind of thing. Yeah. Hmm. Peloton, but for productivity. <laughs> no, seriously, I think that's what you're trying to do, mate. I, yeah. I I don't know how much you know about Peloton, but I think basically that's what you're trying to do. All right, I'll look into it. You should look into it. Yeah. So that's kind of what I'm what I'm grinding on these days. I feel kind okay. of excited about it. I'm like, hmm, this is actually kind of fun. And it's kind of fun now that like I don't have the book taking up mo like 80% of my headspace. Yeah. And while I'm here in St. Albans with like very little, with very little to do during the day other than sit on the computer. Yeah. Cold outside. Uh, you know, it's it's quite nice to sort of be tinkering away in Figma and like designing little cover images and like trying to whip this up and yeah. figure out various ways in which it could be useful for people. Mm. It's nice. It's, it's nice to be back in the back in the thick of things. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's what I'm grinding on these days because it just seems kind of fun. That's great. Very good. Yeah, man. So what's going on? What's the timeline on launching this, do you think? We want to get alpha testers in like ASAP. So maybe even like next week. Um, we've been testing it out internally with the team to be like, okay, what, what, what do deep work co-working sessions look like? What does a uh, weekly review look like? All that kind of thing. Yeah. And I like the idea of, so we're hosting a free workshop with Eric, my CEO coach on Wednesday. And that's going to be like the RSVP for that will be in Productivity Club. So if you want to sign up for the workshop, which is free, you have to make an account on the thing and then yeah. add it to your calendar through that interface. And yeah. I think it'll be interesting to see how, how, how many people actually sign up to that, like, and what like user behavior is when they're just on the, on the free version of the site. Mm. Um, yeah. And if we find that we get a bunch of emails from people being like, OMG, I want this right now, then yeah, that'll yeah. be a good, a good sign. And if not, then we'll put a little teaser out to be like, hey, we're looking for like 10 people to just test this or 20 yeah, people. Yeah. 
So I think it'll be like alpha test, <laughs> stabilize, beta test, stabilize, proper launch maybe around April. Yeah. I think it'll take a while to get this get this sorted. And then sort of probably, assu- assuming this idea actually works, because at the moment it's still very untested, you know, let a few hundred people in at a time stabilize, a few hundred more stay- stabilize, that kind of thing. But again, I have no idea. It's kind of fun. If, if, if it feels like a whole new business model that we're trying to trying to do here. Mm. And I just have no idea whether this would be whether people would want this. I think I think they would, but whether they actually do is remains to be seen. Hmm. Yeah, I feel like Chrome. I feel like the sort of yeah, like the, this Chrome extension that was doing the rounds like ten years ago. Momentum. Mm. We're in like first, second, maybe like third year of uni. Like every tech bro had this Chrome extension on their like mm. new tab page. Yeah. For some reason no one does that anymore. Like no one. Do you, I. I don't really have anything like this. Yeah, I just have a Google search that I'd never look at. <laughs> My... Yeah, I've just got like kind of the default thing. Actually, I've got yeah. some like Salesforce Adam app thing, but yeah, I don't know why that stuff has kind of died down, but I think it needs to make a comeback. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Productivity Club. I've discovered an interesting YouTube channel. Well, I've known about it for a while, but basically, I'm in the process of um, planning out an aquarium for my flat, nice. inshallah. And I'm kind of planning out all the equipment and stuff. And there's a really good YouTube channel called Green Aqua. Uh, it's, there's like an aquatics shop in Hungary. Um, and they have like a really good YouTube channel, basically. Mm. Like all the gear and reviews and like tutorials and explainers. Oh, fun. Um, like, you know, here are here's everything you need to know about aquarium filtration kind of thing. This is how it works. These are like the types of filter, you know, this kind of stuff. And the YouTube channel was basically, yeah, I, I looked into like the YouTube channel a bit recently. And basically the guy who started the shop, who like owns the business, he he used to work in like TV production or something like this. Mm. And so he, he basically felt like, hey, look, I've got an unfair advantage on this like on like video making stuff. Mm. We're going we're gonna to have a like sick YouTube channel about teaching people about aquascaping and stuff like this and obviously it's great promo from for their shop yeah. as well and now like i yeah i think like thanks to youtube channel and, and the stuff they're doing on socials they're like yeah they're just like so big like they're like the main in europe it's like the aquascaping shop online community yeah. you know they've got forums i think all this kind of stuff anyway so i think the guy the guy started off being like the main guy on the youtube channel like he was in all the videos etc etc hmm. but like similar to you he doesn't he didn't want to like he didn't want to have to be the person in the videos. And so I think he, he, he's still in some of them, but I think he started like getting other people like doing videos together and stuff. So like people who watch the channel get to know some of these other people. Um, and now there's like three or four different people. And like, sometimes there's a couple of them in a video. Sometimes there isn't, you know, sometimes it's just one person, but yeah. Yeah. So for example, yeah, so in, in some of some of these have like the founder guy, like with the without the beard, the guy without the beard with the glasses is the founder guy. This guy on the left on aquarium maintenance, yeah, yeah, um, and like in the earlier days, he used to he used to basically do all the videos, um, but now he's got other, you know he's kind of slowly brought other people in and like kind of he's got a style that they can emulate and mm. you know the viewers understand like you know, have gotten to know them and their personalities and stuff like this. Um, so yeah, I mean, if you, if there's like, if you want to unplug from being in all the videos, I think what they've done of like 
it's, it's not like one day he's just gone and just some random guys doing the videos. It's like, okay, there's like some videos with Ali and this other guy or whatever. Yeah. Girl, you know, whatever it might be. Under. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I want to unplug from being in the videos. I just want to unplug from having to release videos like twice a week. Oh, uh, okay. All right. Like I, w- I want to be able to release videos when I feel like I have something to share rather than because yeah. algorithm or because frequency or because like consistency or any of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, but that some, YouTube channel, do, some, yeah. some channels do do that, right? Like there are some channels that have like five million subscribers plus hmm. and then you look and they, they've just, they haven't made that many videos, uh, over like a few years. They have a few videos, they have maybe like 30 or 50 videos. And they're all just like a bit mental and ex- extremely like long and well, you know, like lots of effort and stuff like this. Yeah, but I, 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 I guess don't want a YouTube channel like that. <laughs> What's that? I also What's don't that? want that kind of YouTube channel. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> like, so, so I, kn- I know people who run that sort of YouTube channel and every single upload counts so much for them because it's like uh, okay. one video they make every six months. And so yeah. they burn themselves out trying to get that video to be perfect and... Mm. I'm not that much of a craftsman that I care about. Like the thing I want to be able to do is just sort of hit record and chat about something that I've, a book that I've read or, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, but ideally without having to worry too much about like kind of algorithm and growth and stuff. Yeah. And I think right now, because the business money generation is so tied to the YouTube channel, it, it still feels as if I, okay, like I probably shouldn't make that kind of video because that would be less good for the stats. Oh, okay. Fine. Yeah. I want to get to the point where the business kind of runs on its own. And it's spinning off a few million in profit every year. And then the YouTube channel is almost like a separate entity where I can just do what I want. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, that sounds like a place to get to. So that's kind of the goal for goal for 2024. Get the business to run without the YouTube channel. So, so that kind of like my, my, my whole goal with medicine back in the day was make enough passive income so that I can do medicine. I can choose to do medicine rather than have to do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, now I kind of want to make enough passive income so I can <laughs> There's no escape, mate. <laughs> Next year I'll be like, oh man, I just I want to make enough money from Productivity Club so that I don't have to go to Productivity Club all the time. <laughs> yeah, I think for me, I, I like the building of things and putting yeah. them on autopilot. And now I've been doing YouTube for seven seven years now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I kind of want to change up the way I do it, but yeah. also want to continue to have a business and a team and stuff. So, yeah. 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 I mean, seven years of that's a challenge. Two, two videos a week. It's, that's a lot, man. That's quite a grind. Yeah, man. Well a bit of a grind. But hey, enjoy the journey along the way and all that. Yeah. Nice one. All right. I think we better wrap up there, mate. Mm, I nice. will see you tomorrow right. at your talk. Looking oh, yeah. You can talk. Nice. See you then. All right. Bye. All right. Cheers, guys. See you later. That's it for this week. Thank you for listening. If you like this episode, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or on the Apple Podcasts website if you're not using an iPhone. There's a link in the show notes. If you've got any thoughts on this episode or any ideas for new podcast topics, we'd love to get an audio message from you with your conundrum, question, or just anything that we could discuss. Yeah, if you're up for having your voice played on the podcast and your question being the springboard for our discussion, email us an audio file mp3 or voice note to hi at notoverthinking.com. If you've got thoughts but you'd rather not have your voice played publicly, that's fine as well. Tweet or DM us at N Overthinking on Twitter, please. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.